Welcome back to another episode of Keep Pushing. No, like seriously, my arms hurt. What better way to start the new year than being completely honest about the, for lack of better words, shitty things that have happened to me? So, my trauma started on a spring day in 2001. Well, maybe not the day I was born. I guess you could fast forward a few years. I was four when my mom passed away from cancer. Although I don't remember too much of it, I'm pretty sure that's where this trauma bus takes off. Fasten your seatbelt, because this is going to be a long ride. My mom was a pretty awesome woman. Everybody said she was the sweetest lady with the biggest heart, and she would have given you the shirt off her back if you needed it. She started getting sick and later found out it was pancreatic cancer. God is a mysterious way of doing things, but I can guarantee she's up there spreading the most joy. Not too much later after that, I started seeing a therapist. I remember things being really dark after that. I also remember a lot of changes when I was a kid. I had stepmom after stepmom and felt like I was being pushed to the side. Then I didn't know where I belonged. I started moving from family member to family member's house. My depression started to get worse and I was first hospitalized when I was in seventh grade. Looking back, middle school seemed so young for me to be feeling this darkness. I moved an hour away to live with my granny, leaving all my friends and the rest of my family behind. I loved it there for a while, but of course after time, I started to feel alone. It was that year, ninth grade, that I had my first suicide attempt. I took two full bottles of my antidepressants and wrote a suicide letter to everyone I loved. I woke up the next morning puking what felt like my guts up. I screamed for my granny and told her what happened. I cried in her arms and promised her I would never do it again, not knowing that my older self would feel thoughts that made these seem small. Not too long after my attempt, my granny got sick. She was in hospice, and I remember it was almost her time, so I ran to grab my dad, and by the time I got back to her room, she had passed. I was so broken, and I was lost without her. She was my best friend. I moved back home, and things were alright for a little bit, but then my dad got hurt. He ended up being put into a nursing home, where he is at to this current day. The only people left to take care of me were my sisters. Living with my sister was great at first, but then it felt like all she did was hate me. I started acting out and doing things I shouldn't have, and ended up back at the hospital for my poor mental health. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. While I was in the hospital, my sister went through my phone and found out I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, and she grounded me for six months. I went into my junior year of high school with no cell phone and was forced to stay at home, usually in my room. I felt like I was in prison. My sister and I had a big falling out. I remember her telling me that I make people around me want to kill themselves, and that I was a bad person, as well as a bunch of not-so-family-friendly words to say on this podcast. Eventually, she told me I wasn't a part of her family anymore, and completely shut me out from her and my nephew's lives. I moved in with my oldest sister, and we were super close. But I met my first love and got my own apartment with him. I thought I was living in a fantasy. Everything seemed so perfect. But oh, how the tables turned. I had to drop all of my friends and I felt trapped. Then I turned 19 and found out I was pregnant. Since I never had a mom growing up, I was always so excited to be a mom myself one day. My boyfriend at the time had no interest in being a father then. He told me countless times to abort it because we weren't ready. He made me go to Planned Parenthood and get an abortion. When I was talking to the woman assessing me, she asked if I really wanted to do this, and I said, honestly, no. I was terrified and so sad that what I wanted for so long is about to be all taken away from me. She wouldn't let me go through with it since I wasn't 100% sure. 
I went to the car and told my boyfriend what happened, and he seemed so disappointed in me. This was a feeling I recognized. I made another appointment to get the abortion. He had convinced me it was the right option, and I went through with it. After almost two years of being in an unhealthy relationship, I ended things after finding out I was being cheated on. I moved back in with my family, and things started to look up again. I got a new job, and I was making a lot of friends. But I started to get into some negative stuff. I began to go out almost every night and would drink until I was barely functioning. When my friends didn't want to go out, I would just sit in my room and drink by myself. It wasn't long after that that my friends convinced me to try different kinds of drugs. I spent most nights drunk or high, and my friends and family started to get worried about me. It was at that point I realized I wanted to get my life together. I moved out of state for the first time ever and lived with my oldest sister. I wanted a fresh start, but like last time I moved, I started to get lonely. I got dating apps and tried to meet new people, and one date didn't exactly go as planned. That night, I ended up getting sexually assaulted. A quote from that night that refuses to leave my brain is, I can't believe you wasted my time. That was on the ride home, minutes after he ignored my cries telling him to get off of me and repeatedly saying no. I'm still scared to let another person touch my body after that. Some things don't go away, at least not yet. After that, my depression reached an all-time low. I would cry for hours and not be able to breathe. I felt so sick to my stomach. I didn't want to be alive. Then everything in my life just seemed to not be working out, and that's when I decided it was time. I remember the night before my attempt, I was contemplating what I should do. I kept going back and forth between wanting to keep going and wanting to end my constant suffering. Then I went to bed and woke up with my decision made. I had a plan. When I got up that morning, I wrote my letter and remember sobbing, still unsure if this is what I wanted to do. Initially, I overdosed and took my whole bottle of antidepressants. All that made me do was get sick to my stomach, after about an hour or so. When I woke up, I was so upset it didn't work, but I knew I had to finish this. That's when I drove to the first parking garage I knew of, and it was across from my school. I remember walking around at the top looking for the perfect spot to do it, and where there was nobody watching. I sat on the ledge and I heard a voice from behind me. You can't sit there. It was a maintenance guy who worked the parking ramp. Before hearing that, I was about to get off the ledge. I was too scared to do it and thought maybe this wasn't the best idea. But as soon as I heard the man say I can't sit there, my mind immediately went to nobody cares about me. If they did, this man would have asked if I was okay, rather than telling me I can't sit on some ledge. Then I jumped. And when I woke up, I truly think my waking up was done by my mom and granny who had passed. They must have been watching over me and helped ease my fall. While I was in the hospital, I had a dream about my granny. She hugged me and asked what happened and said that she loved me. That moment changed my perspective for a reason. It made me believe that maybe there was a reason I survived. I just had to find my purpose. Fast forward to today. It's January 2023 and I still am on the journey to find my purpose. And this time, I am not giving up. So, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, keep pushing. No, like seriously, my arms hurt.